Yo! We are Brooke and Sid. And we're talking BS. Belief systems, of course. (laughs) Thoughts create our realities, and we are passionate about creating better thoughts. Join us as we figure out life from the inside out. Figure out what's holding you back and how to get out of your own way. Come Come join join us as as we talk talk BS. Yo! Hello, legends. Welcome to another episode of Talk and BS. It's your host. Talk and Sid. It's us. Surprise. Again. Someone new. We got you. (laughs) April Fool's. Every single time. Every time. Today, we're talking about kids. Innie and outie kids. Innie and outie kids. This is Brooke's title. (laughs) (laughs) It's your inner child. And your outer child. So yes. if you're a parent, your actual kids yep. that you have outside. Your, even if you're not a parent. Even if you're not a parent, the kids you deal with. Yeah. Uh, and your inner child. Now, this is because we started talking about actual kids, like being kids and how we were when we were kids. And then we realized that yes. the stuff we were talking about mm. was actually so important for us to say to our current inner kids. Yeah. It's the same advice. Yep. We've said this before. Yeah. But your inner child, that little tiny person you were. Mm. when you were younger, didn't go anywhere. Still there. That same person has just grown a little bit bigger. And has a bit of facial hair. Yeah. That's Hopefully it. not if you're a girl, but yeah. <laughs> me, <sometimes. laughs> me, facial hair, that's it. And actually not much bigger. I've been <laughs> probably been this height since I was 12. <laughs> Gosh, we're not God's favourite, but that's all right. No, that's all right. We it's cool. I'm, well, I was scared of heights, so I always figured that if I was taller than this, I'd freak out every time I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so first we, well, the stuff I want to talk about, and I know neither Brooke or I are parents. No, we're not. Not that I know of. No. Um, and so some people may, may be like, well, who are you to talk about kids? <laughs> In our time between us, we were kind of having, we were crunching the numbers before. Yeah. I reckon between us, we have taught mm-hmm. or influenced or impacted or been in the life of over 10,000 children. At least. Hey. Yeah. Like on a weekly basis, I see approximately 150 different children. Yep. And that changes every year. Yeah. So like. Easy. And then there's the kids of like, friends. Like So many. We have had exposure to so many yeah. children in it, what we do. Directly, like from you know, class basis or even like yep. presenting in front of big schools and stuff. And If you didn't know, we're dance teachers. We are. We're dance teachers. Yes. We don't just go randomly hang out. No, we, <laughs> we should have specified. <laughs> we are dance teachers. Yes, um, entertainers as well. Like correct. I've done kids parties. Exactly. We've done gigs where there's kids. So we've seen, especially in the education world, yes. as teachers, we've seen kids uh, on a regular basis face their self-limiting beliefs. Yeah. And so we've seen the, the very consistent and similar experiences that kids have mm-hmm. through the ages, but then also how much those experiences have changed in the last decade. Like I've probably taught for you know, almost 15 years now. Yeah. And the last decade and a half, the, the changes that kids are going through, and that's also because of the level of technology or the types of technology that we're dealing with the stimulation Mm. that kids have the interaction that kids have yeah it's so different and so kids are operating differently yeah i think the internet came out oh like i had first real interaction with the internet in year five so Mm. when i was 10 before that i had a box tv at home that we watched occasionally but did you compare it to now? Did you have a computer room in your house? Yes, I did. Like, can you imagine telling kids now that there was a dedicated room in the house that the internet was allowed in? And it was a box, like it wasn't flat. Huge. And it wasn't touchscreen. No. Are you kidding? Touchscreen? What? That came out in year 11. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> but kids are now growing up, so that's what, like, Kids I've are better at technology So than much. Me. It's intuitive. Like, they... Yeah. I've got mates who's, like, kids, before they could read, they could search for the wiggles on YouTube. Right, see, that's whack. Weird. 
but that's how they were wired. They knew how to use the computer or the iPad. Mm. They knew what the, you know, what the shapes looked like. They could yeah. type in wiggles and find the video. <gasps> Can't read. Right. Yep. So kids are, are, are so um, like at one with this technology. Yes. So then it's not become, it's not a tool for them anymore. It's just a part of them. It's the way life's going. And it's completely changed the way they interact with each other mm. and themselves. Yep. So like you think of um, being on an iPad or being on Instagram or being on YouTube as an act of seeking dopamine. Yes. So kids' dopamine pathways are completely unregulated compared yeah. to how they used to be. Yeah. Because they just have this wash of dopamine every six seconds as a new video on TikTok mm. kind of thing. Mm. You know, and then without it, I mean, you've probably seen a kid who's away from an iPad for a little while and they freak out. And it's it's completely changed the way they they really develop and operate themselves. Yeah. And especially in social situations. Yep. I've noticed as well that kids struggle with, so yeah, struggle with interacting with other kids yep. or, you know, st- struggle with the whole like making even social, the dynamic. social dynamics, making friends, having a conversation. And this has kind of bled into adult life. Like yes. I see when I'm working with adults, working on, you know, confidence and, and helping them, coaching them through that. Mm-hmm. It's the same advice. The fears that they have as adults, and this is where we'll come back to the innie kids. Mm. <laughs> it's the same advice that we would give like a kid in a social situation. Yeah. It's that advice that these adults need to kind of take on themselves. Yeah. I'm also noticing, going back to the teaching thing, mm. is kids, um, the attention span. So because of the shortened attention span and the need for instant gratification, mm. they've lost the, we've got a generation of kids that have lost the, like the, the work ethic. Yeah. Because they don't get the thing right now. Yeah. And they don't want to have to work for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If they don't get the thing right, if they don't have the success straight away, mm. which they're used to having, you know, I scroll on I, um, on the iPad, I look on Instagram, dopamine hit, yeah. I have the gratification. Yeah. But if they want to learn, let's say it's a skill mm. that takes repetition. Yeah. That takes time. Yeah. And they're operating as if that if I don't get it in the first six seconds, if I don't get that dopamine hit too hard, I don't want to do it. Mm. It's crazy high. Yeah. It's going to completely change how we learn, Mm. not just what we learn, but how we learn needs to change if this is how kids are are operating. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's children. I just Mm. want to flick it to the adults for a second. Flick. Sometimes you might not think you're reliant on that dopamine rush, but I challenge you to go somewhere by yourself. Like, for example, I went to um, Betty's Burgers today and just got a little meal by myself. Don't go on your phone. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, you have to train yourself to not do it anymore. Yep. Like for me, that yep. was I was like, oh my god, like, what? Yeah. What do you do? Like, what the hell? And in that, like, and that's such, I love that as an example though, because yeah. as adults we do this all the time. You know, we eat and we eat in front of the television. Yeah. Or we're eating in front of our phones, mm. and we stopped being. I actually heard this on like it was a podcast on nutrition and stuff, but somebody mm. was talking about the intention with which you eat food. Oh. So they were saying like, you know, if you eat if you eat food with a good intention, you're really present with your food. Yeah. The idea that it goes into your body in in a different energetically different way mm. to you just, you know, shoveling food in your face as a fuel as a instant fuel source. Yeah. Um, but we've stopped being present with food. Yeah. Food used to be you know, the communal thing. Yeah, think yeah. back. It was traditionally like, you know, the family comes sit at the table. Yeah. Or even like way, way, way back, you know, like that was food used to bring entire communities together yeah. around the campfire. Yeah. And we've moved away from that where food is now 
every kid at the table is their face in the iPad, the parents have their face in the phone. Even out at like dinners and stuff. And I mean, like I said to Sid earlier, we can't really talk because we don't have children. I don't know what I'm going to be like as a parent mm. in a social situation with a child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the amount of tables I see when I go out to eat and there's just iPads plopped in front of these children and yeah. surrounded by 14 adults who are just yeah. having a conversation. Like, and this child's just not even looking at anyone. It's just so heavily involved in this dopamine rush. Yep. And I think if I struggle now and I didn't have the internet till I was older, mm-hmm. what are these children going to be like? Completely. This, if this is the norm now. Yeah. Like this is what, and that's what I mean. They're not using – it's reaching a point where as an adult mm. giving a kid an iPad, mm. that adult is using a tool. Yeah. But the kid isn't seeing it as a tool. Mm-mm. The kid isn't using the iPad. The kid's reality is the iPad. Yeah. The kid's reality is that thing. Yeah. And that's what I'm I, – I feel like – and I know we're probably going to cop a lot of flack from parents. I can already feel it. <laughs> and if you're feeling triggered, yeah. that's a you problem, bro. That is a you problem, bro. <laughs> no, but and I know I know parents firsthand that are like, you know, well, what other way do I deal with my kid? Yeah. You know, it's too much. And I, and I get that. Mm. But at the same time, if it's about balance, right? Mm-hmm. It's about not making that the go-to. So I think the kid understands that that's a tool that they can use yeah. as opposed to just their reality. Yeah. Different, difficult, challenging. Yeah. But I think it takes understanding what that's doing to the kid's mind. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is something that I, I'm just going to go on a tangent because I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea that, do you remember when you were a kid, mm. how many phone numbers you could remember? Oh, there's so many. So many. And now one three double oh six triple five oh six. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we used to have these songs in our heads, yeah. the jingles from ads. You used to remember your parents' phone numbers, your yep. best friend's phone number. Yep. I could be anywhere in the world, you know, just so I could call my mom or, yep. you know, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Now that we have mobile phones, yeah. we've externalized that memory function. Like yeah. how, many, how many phone numbers do you know now? Mine and Jack's. Done. That's it. Me too. Yeah. I just know mine and Jack's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, that's all I know. <laughs> but like, I just, I still remember mum's phone number. I still remember my childhood home landline number. See, that's like wherever that phone number memory goes yep. is clearly long-term storage. It's in there. And so what I was, what I was kind of looking at with this, the way this ties to kids is having grown up now, we've outsourced that memory function to our phone. Mm. So I'm looking at these kids that are growing up in this world of, you know, really interconnectedness with technology yeah and i'm wondering what other functions what other mental functions are we outsourcing yeah to technology yeah you know like in the now on the cusp of ai and yeah. with ai being where it is mm. and you being able to pretty much ask this artificial intelligence anything for you know reasoning decision making create almost on the edge of creativity mm. you know these are all like real hardcore frontal lobe yeah Practices. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And if you can outsource that, what's that doing to our brain? Becoming mashed potato. Mashed potato, mashed potato. <laughs> Just, we're going to be a bunch of smooth-brained monkeys. Yeah. What about evolution will look like? Yeah. Might not even have eyeballs. No. Nah. I don't know, I just made that up. That was a weird segue. <laughs> Important though, I think. I think it's just important just to just to have in the back of your head because when you are dealing with kids, when I am working with kids yeah. now, I'm really conscious of the fact that my language needs to be different or the things yeah. I need to draw their attention to needs to be different. Mm. 
um, and really call them on their attention span and yeah. things like that mm-hmm. because it's not something they think about yeah. necessarily. Mm. And then how does that, how does that affect your, your innie? Your little, it's <laughs> like when we refer to innie and outie kids, it's like innie and outie belly buttons. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little innie kid. Yeah, like um, your innie kid never went anywhere. No, nah, it's still there. She or he is still present within you. Yep. Yep. And that's a conversation that we need to, you need to have with yourself when you're yeah. facing, I don't know, self-limiting belief, trauma. Yeah. Whatever your hang-up is. Yeah. I read recently that, your, those, that those traumas kind of form uh, between zero to seven years old. That's crazy, eh? Yeah. So at that time, apparently, you're, you know, we've spoken about brainwaves before, the different... Mm. Uh, levels your brain operates at all the way yeah. down from like delta theta alpha beta gamma like the yeah. whole range apparently from zero to seven years old your brain is mostly in that theta range yeah. which as adults is what we access when we're in like meditation and we go into that in that state of relaxation yeah just non-stress that's why kids are like bliss we're like come on you need to go and they're like yeah i'm just taking my shoes just, off just, just they, they just are so right? present they're yeah. so present i'm just chilling but in that brain activity level you're the most impressionable which is why things yes. like hypnosis and you know um right, yeah. touching into your subconscious happens at that theta level right so kids are imprinting their belief systems and paradigms and locking stuff in in that theta level from zero to seven years old mm. and so often when you're as an adult are facing a block mm. facing a trauma or you know looking at the world through a particular lens mm. When you go back, and I've heard about this, people doing this through NLP, people doing this through hypnosis. Yeah. Um, we both yes. had hypnotherapy sesh. It was cool. So cool. Recommend it. Highly yes, recommend do it. Also. Um, but that goes back to accessing that zero to seven year old and mm. like diving into those paradigms that are formed when, when you're that young. And I read a book as well recently that your. <laughs> I can read. That. <laughs> Your response to your child <clears throat> or a child that you are dealing with, if it's a heavy emotion towards this child, say like anger, anger, sadness, frustration, you know, heavy emotions towards this kid, it's usually not what the kid's doing. It's a subconscious switch mm. of the child's position to you at that age doing whatever that kid's doing. So, for example, in the book, there was this parent who was really cranky at this kid for climbing and she couldn't get down. The, the mum got really frustrated and was like, oh, my God, like, why you shouldn't have gone up there. Like, I told you, blah, blah, blah. And it was just unleashing on this kid because she was so angry at it. And then she put herself in the kid's shoes doing what she would do, doing what the kid was doing mm. and then feeling how she would have felt when she was that little. And her mum actually never let her climb. Mm. So she was actually speaking out of, from her little innie, was speaking out of jealousy. To the Audi. To the Audi. Yeah. Yeah. So next time you're having a go at a kid, and I, I love that I get to practice this with the kids. I have, because yeah. there's some things that kids will do that mm-hmm. frustrate me or make me so angry. And next time it happens, I'm going to put myself in that kid's position and think, what would happen to me if I was doing what that kid was doing? Yep. And think about how your parents would react to you in that situation and how were you feeling as a child in that situation. Yeah. Because I can almost guarantee that it's not that action that's making you angry, it's how your parents reacted to you when you were doing that. 
It's crazy, eh? That's huge. Like, just being aware of that is massive. Yeah. Because in so many instances, and that's even, like, I'd, I'd stretch that further than an interaction with the child. Mm. Let's say you're having an interaction with someone else. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. Another adult. You as an adult. To an outie. Adult. A yep. big outie. A big outie. <laughs> is that what we're calling adults now? <laughs> can we not? We can. We can. And That's we what will. it is. Welcome <laughs> to the whole new world of terminology. Oh, talking BS. You heard it here first. So, you're, all my big outies out there. If you are feeling a certain way, triggered, and this comes back to, you know, yeah. being triggered by something. And this, they also speak on, sorry, about yeah. like why people are triggered by random strangers. Yeah, right. And yeah, it's because same. of their little innie. And how that innie is responding. Yes, yeah. Yep. So some, I think we've mentioned this, uh, you know, really early on, but one of the tools we mentioned when we were talking about, you know, self-limiting beliefs or dealing with this is mm. having a conversation with yourself and how would you, phrasing that conversation is how would you have it with a child? With a little person. With a little, yeah, mm. a little, that little, mm. and externalize it, really have that, make it not your little, even if, you, if it's hard for you to have that conversation with the little version of yourself, because mm. let's say you're still struggling with, you know, People struggle with being proud of themselves or giving yeah. themselves love. If you're struggling yeah. with that, externalize it and be like, if this was another child, how would I speak to them? What words mm. of praise, comfort, confidence would I give them? Yeah. And then take that on for yourself. Yeah. That's Powerful huge. stuff, eh? Such huge stuff. And feel- if, mm. if you do struggle with self-confidence, mm-hmm. how does it make you feel when you see confident people? Does mm. it make you feel angry? Mm. Does it make you feel upset? Figure out how it makes you feel as a big Audi. Yep. And then put it back to your little innie. Yep. Absolutely. With kids as well, um, this is something that comes back to, I think, in our world of teaching. Mm. It's a belief that I stand by and I've built everything I've built on. And the idea is that I cannot teach anyone anything. I love this. This is what the studio stands for, right? Correct. Mm. Yep, yep. So the ethos of our studio across all our coaches and mentors... I can dance in my beach. Send your kids there. Oh, yeah. I can dance. <laughs> okay, I am dance. Um, yeah, find us on Instagram. Send your kids there. But the... Per- so I, even this year, I've gone so far as to stop calling my teachers teachers. Yeah. Because I think uh, the word teacher is such an egotistical... It's what I do. I'm mm. here to teach. Mm-hmm. A student isn't there to be taught Mm. a student is there to learn yeah and so the philosophy is that no one can teach anyone anything people can only learn Mm. so my role when i'm having an interaction with a kid my role isn't to teach them anything my role is to inspire curiosity Mm -hmm. and encourage them to learn yeah which is a different entirely different activity yeah it involves a different intention it involves different language different body language yeah a different interaction yeah and if you can do the same for your inner child, mm. rather than, you know, beating yourself up for not being like, oh, I should have, that should have taught me this, this should have taught me that. But if you go, no, how can I learn from this? Yeah. It will completely change the quality of those interactions with both innies and outies. Yeah. You heard it here first. Absolutely. I, man, I just love kids. Yeah. Like we talk about, we spoke about, you know, how kids are victims of the iPad, whatever. But yeah, I yeah. actually just froth kids. Yeah, well, so, we have so many moments where we learn stuff from Bro, kids. They're the funniest little people. They like just... this year, I stopped teaching older children. Yeah. As in, I teach, I think the oldest P1 
people I teach is like 12. Yep. And I go 12 and under because, man, they just, they give you so much back. Yep. Like if, if you're feeling like you're hating children at the moment or like if you're a parent, you're like, oh, I just want to get them out of my hair. Yep. Just remember that they're little legends. Absolutely. No one will give you yep. what a child can give you. Yep. And they're a lot. Yes, they are a lot. But it's because they're so impressionable at that age. They're just having fun. Yeah. And I read in this book that his parent was getting angry at the kid because they were rushing somewhere and they needed to go and the child had stopped. And the mum turned around and said, what are you doing? And then the child had actually stopped to smell the flowers. Wow. That's what everyone tells you. Yeah. Everyone tells you to act like a kid, you know, stop and smell the roses, yep. enjoy life, you know, have a good time. That's what kids are doing. Yeah. And we get angry at them for them for it kids and kids play that's how they engage with the yeah. world they play they play dude and we forget yeah as an adult like how many of you <laughs> big outies out there <laughs> how many of you are actually playing how many of you have taken the time today as you mm. listen to this yeah how much play has been involved in your day today yeah because if your answer is you know less than if your answer is zero yeah fix that bro find some time yeah you don't even have to find it actually time is easily accessible you don't have to find it no one's lost it yeah it's you just right have there to use it. yeah yep use your time and play and see how that changes the quality of your life yeah if how many times have you giggled today <laughs> i'm about to go teach a small glass i know they're gonna make me laugh oh absolutely giggle fest but i think there's so much to be said for even in that so my my parents who are frustrated and or facing that sort of thing if you have that same idea there's a lot of mates that I have that put a lot of pressure on themselves Mm. as parents yeah but know that it's not like it's the same way as it's not my role to teach yeah like your role as a parent is to guide this child you don't have to mold this child Mm -hmm. it's to guide that you're I imagine my my parents I kind of see as they were my parents were like the bumpers (laughs) on the on the bowling lane yeah you know, I was the ball that was like, bang, bang, yeah. bang. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. they weren't, they weren't pushing the ball all the way down yeah. the lane. Yeah. You know, they were there as guides knowing yeah. the, the ball was going to make it to the end. Yeah. The child's going to grow whether yeah. you're there or not. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just, I guess the takeaway from this is to let kids be kids. Yeah. And, and to, when you are imposing that adult energy on them, mm. telling them what to do. Yeah. Pause, yeah. reflect, mm. and see how that might be a paradigm that's been created in your childhood. Yeah. And whether that actually, you know, serves you. Yeah. Or whether you want to change it. Yeah. You have the option to. You do. And if you do want to change it, do it. Do it. Just like Nike said. Perfect. Just do it. Just do it. Well, that's what we want to leave you with, T. <laughs> Love you all. That was a wonderful chat about kids. Seriously, anytime you want to chat about kids, let me know because I think they're so funny. And the amount of stuff I have in the bank from stuff that kids say, can I just tell someone? No, I need to tell you something. Okay, so go. There's a four-year-old in my class the yep. other day. I said, oh, my gosh, you're four. When do you turn five? And she turned around to me and she said, on my birthday. <laughs> I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> Real girl only spitting facts. <laughs> Real. Like, She's like, also, how did you not know that? <laughs> like, looked at me You're as an to say, adult. Not on Christmas, obviously. Yeah. Well, I do. Oh, unless <laughs> <laughs> your name's Sid. <laughs> but like, oh my god, I just think this is so funny. And also, one more thing, I said to a child the other day. She sat on the chair that I was going to sit on. I said, "Don't sit there. Sit on the ground." She sat on the ground, and then I turned around and said, "Actually, you know what?" best thing about being an adult is and she was like what and I was like you can sit 
on any chair you want. And the way her eyes lit up, were like, oh my, the, the possibilities That's... of the chairs that I could sit on. <laughs> that little innie that has those possibilities. Yeah. Still exists in you. In each you one. You have access to that. Yep. Curiosity still. Yup. That imagination, the possibility. Yeah. Don't forget, you can sit on any chair. You want. And that's that's a gift. Not everyone. Children don't get that right. Nah. But adults do. Big Audis do. Yep. And it just makes you appreciate just the exercise, fact that you yeah. can sit anywhere. Exercise that, exercise that childlike curiosity. Yeah. Go forth and play. Yeah. Have fun. And remember that inner child and how they might have wanted to sit on that seat. Now you can sit on that seat for them. Do it. Love you, guys. Love you, bye. Bye.